Okay, I'm just off stone clearing. I mean, um, walking dog. Ooh, I think I covered that. All right. Um, whew, that was close. Welcome uh, to another episode of For Tone Clearing. With Richard Herring. It's the podcast. Podcast. Sorry. Uh, oh, what am I doing? About uh, one man's mission to clear stones from a very large field and possibly the next field along as well he's not quite clear what he's committed himself to uh, we're heading off it's uh, about 8 o'clock on um, February the 14th it's Valentine's Day but uh, stone clearers have no need for love uh, in fact it was very much a chaste profession in the past uh, which is why stone clearers have almost died out because they never bred the, even though they did clear fields naked, um, it was not a sexual thing. That is just to rid themselves of whorish clothes and concentrate on the task in hand clearing stones. Um, so it was difficult for them to pass on their wisdom through the generations. They just had to find another naked young person or young person who was able to take their clothes off, which is anyone and then teach them the ways. But of course, do remember, there are no rules. The first rule of stone clearing is there are there are no rules. The second rule is you must be over 16 to clear stones, partly because of that immunity thing, but also children do not have the mental discipline to carry out this. And we'll just be silly and throw the stones in the wrong place and become bored. It takes an adult, it takes a man or woman to stand clear, that's that's very much the motto, I suppose, of stone clearing. Um, anyway, it's a very very foggy Valentine's Day, which is is good and bad. Uh, we can can barely see twenty yards, which does mean, of course, I could be surprised by a dog walker at any moment as I'm trying to clear the stones. But also, equally, means they are not as able to see me. Um, so hopefully I can surreptitiously carry out my work without being discovered. Uh, straight in, right by the path again. A oh, wow! Someone's thrown a, a massive brick structure into the brambles there. I don't know if that is an extreme stone clearer. Oh, there's quite a few bricks, and I mean they're not from the field. I don't think, but that's hadn't noticed that before. So straight in, I've cleared a. Uh, stone right from the edge and there's another one I mean again just making my work feel almost pointless that I can still be walking even after these six seven months of doing this I can be walking by the path that I've trod every single time I've done this and still finding stones right I mean that one is just lit to there nice sized stones 
right by the path. I mean, am I just wasting my time? This is a question you will ask yourself. I, of course, know the answer is no. I am not wasting my time. I am creating a legacy for myself and my children, creating something that will define me. Uh, Wolfie just doing a poo. Might have to clear this one up. Because uh, it's quite near some of the stones, and I don't, I don't want to disrespect the stones. So just excuse me if, if uh, people who are listening to this podcast will the dog and especially the dog turds. This is a quite a thick, chunky turd. Quite long and then just one extra little bit that's plopped out at the end. Very near, oh, the extra bit just fell on the floor. I'll pick that up as well. Uh, of course, now I understand clear I have no fear of this organic matter. Once upon a time, the idea of picking up a dog's poo seemed weird, but when you spent six months picking up stones, suddenly picking up their dog poo is a nice relief, really, to be honest. So uh, back on with the stone clearing gloves. I didn't, obviously didn't wear those to clear the dog poo. Didn't want to get dog poo on them. They uh, must be kept pristine and clean all the time. Uh, and yeah, look, it's just a million stones here. I have to say, you know, it's... I haven't been quite as fastidious in my stone clearing recently. Uh, and a lot of new stones seem to have grown out of the soil. Just trying to hit the fence. There we go, did it. Uh, just one of the many little ticks that I now have to do is as I pass that particular part to throw a stone. So it just bangs against the fence. Uh, and if I don't do that, the world is destroyed. So... In no sense is this becoming a healthy obsession. And a couple of little stones there onto the the big under under bush can. I'm sure you, many of you are aware of. Uh, just having a little look out here, a few few feet into the stotion or the fatotion, as uh, it would have been called, of course, in the back in the day. And yeah, I mean, just just stones everywhere. It's like nobody's even been out here and cleared a single stone, um, which can be frustrating, but also adds to the challenge. It's also exciting for me that there's still, even after so long of stone clearing, there's still so many stones to clear. As usual, get any, you've got a tweet, I think, from someone called Egotistical Charlie. Yeah, well, that's, you're both egotistical and a Charlie, mate, saying, do you not wear the clearing stones out of the field? It will compact sort into mud and actually make the field unable to grow crops. <laughs> I don't care, mate. A, I don't care. Um, that's not what this is about. It doesn't matter. The, the day-to-day life of the farmer is not my concern. I'm, I'm doing something that will echo through the eons. When it started before farming and agriculture existed and ended, will end long after humanity has disappeared from this earth. And we're, or maybe just humanity's eating pills and doesn't need a farm anymore. Um, and also there's a fucking billion stones here look I'm walking along I'm still walking along and I'm still looking at the one metre just to the right of the path and it's still full of stones so you know what I reckon the crops are going to be okay Um, sorry sometimes I can just get a bit cross about how difficult this so I just thought in six months I'd have done it to be honest you know and so it's it's frustrating, but this is a frustration you are all going to have to go through. 
you too will find yourself on Valentine's Day walking through the fog alone with a dog, picking up dog shit, throwing stones into the bushes and wonder if what you're doing, you know, is not a fit job for a human being, that maybe you should have formed some attachments with humans rather than stones. But you're wrong because those humans that are getting cakes and, yeah, Valentine's cakes, that's what's mainly happening today, and chocolates and cards, they will fade away and disappear and become old even before that happens and, and are meaningless, whereas these stones shall lie where I do throw them for eternity. And so I think that makes your slightly sleazy attempt to have sex with someone who will one day just be nothing, some dust in the ground, show up for what it is, a waste of time. You're the one wasting time having sex, mate, with loads of people, loads of just transitory people. Transitory, the right word was that for, I mean, if you're having, is that tramps? I mean, you might be having sex with tramps and that's okay. They have to have sex too. Transient. Whatever, whichever it is, I don't know. I'm not here to, I'm not interested in words. I'm interested in stones. And, uh, and, and primarily, I don't know if you've got the idea of this clearing them off a field. Um, so you can sense a little, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not as happy about all this as I seem, you know, that maybe I feel bad that my life is now about stones, but I don't. So that's the answer to anyone who says that. I feel good about it. Uh, and I'm just uh, grumpy about something else I can't tell you about because it's uh, personal. This place is partly to do with stones. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, the, the ground is cold today. It's, I was worried about global warming, but it's very cold today. And as Donald Trump says, that must prove global warming is not true. Because that includes in the word warming. Uh, and the efficient gloves that I bought in order to uh, be able to pick up stones without cutting myself are not up to the task of keeping my hands warm. My, especially my right hand, my stone-picking hand, um, is cold. And the fingers are cold. Uh, even though I'm not holding on to the stones for very long, they are like ice cubes. Whoopi, where are you going? Whoopi! Wolfie, come here. Wolfie's seen something. It's probably a dog. Wolfie, come here. No, oh, there's a dog over there. Wolfie! Wolfie! Hi there. Good girl, come here. Come here. Good girl. And uh, Wolfie, I think maybe a bit scared of those two Labradors there. They were just walking along the path that runs alongside the field where people can be quite sneaky, especially in the fog and see me stone clearing and call me out on it. Um, but luckily I think that lady did not because of the fog. She didn't see me. So it's a double edged sword fog, literally, uh, but it's not that sharp, uh, but it, it's, it, it can cut through the subterfuge, but also it can create subterfuge. And again, look at this right by the, the entrance to the field I mean I guess sometimes I wonder what the point of life is I thought I discovered it 
we can dig up big stone here that's right in the path. So that can nicely go on my... It's the cairn opposite to the big cairn there, which is, is coming along okay, but just weirdly not really... A lot of these cairns don't seem to be properly growing in the way that the main one really is growing. And, oh, yeah, that one's, that one's not coming out. So I'll leave that on for another day. Uh, you get to know, again, as you, the longer you do this, which stones want to come, which don't, which you have to force a little bit with a trowel. There is the trowel in my pocket that I try not to use because generally if the, if the stone isn't coming out by hand or foot, then it, it should stay where it is. But sometimes, fuck it, you know, fuck the little stone and it's being on the field when it should be not on the field. Um, so heading up now towards the far corner of the field where that uh, controversial wall is, I've stepped out a little bit into the field and again I'm finding a plethora of stones uh, just a metre out. Some of them grey flint, some of them brown flint. Oh, that's, that's a nice and nice one. This is the one, this is the catch of the day, I think. Let's have a look when it comes out. Looks a bit like a Klingon vessel or a fish, maybe. Uh, if you can imagine that. Uh, or a bow tie, which is quite a lot heavier at one end than the other. And on these five stones I picked up are going on a mini can built around quite a nice size stone I found some time ago. Uh, still that can remains pretty small. It's kicking one from the edge of the, the shore, otherwise it's the, the headland between the, the beach and the church station. Uh, just kicking that away so that it does not fall back onto the field, become a problem later. Some dog poo there that we're probably smelling. Not picked up by its owner. I smell a bit of dog poo because I've got some dog poo in a little knapsack I've brought with me. Uh, but that should hopefully keep people away from me, the smell. So that's another reason to have a dog. And again, stepping half a metre out of the field, out of the, out into the field, uh, readily finding many, many stones. So... I don't think the job is going to be over in 2019. I don't think the podcast is going to be over in 2019. Even 2020, I think we'll be pushing it, given that the meter I'm really working over the six months is just around the edge. And the field, and I can't remember the figures I did to work them out for you, uh, is really fucking big. Um, But we, we must go on. We've agreed we will attempt this, and that, that is the stone clearer's code. Of course, once the, you've begun clearing the field, you must clear it or die. Uh, and I intend to clear it. I, don't, I do not wish to die. So that's my only option, isn't it, if you think about it, if I want to stay alive. And there's the magical tree where I just... Uh, stones just strewn beneath it randomly. You throw them towards that, the branches catch the stones, but also I think it's quite nice to have this moonscape beneath this short, slightly magical-looking tree that I think probably is magic. That's what, as you get back into nature, you start to understand the wonders out here, and that some of the trees are probably magic, even though they haven't done anything to prove it. Another slightly magic-looking tree here, uh, with, again, more stones beneath this one. But again, scattered in the same way, because they're both on a little hillock. 
uh, a mound, really. And so the stones, they do rolleth down and find their place where they may. Um, oh. um, yeah, you know, just I'm just surprised at how readily I'm, you know, able to just find stones almost with my foot on the path. Oh, well, that's a beauty. Uh, please don't pers- persist there. That was a, a bit of an iceberg. Nothing really bigger than the size of a, a demi-apple at the moment. But, uh, you know, a demi-apple is a good size to be working with, and most of them have been around that size. So the ones I picked up, just kicking one off there. Whew. And, uh, you know, some good exercise. I've been, I have to say, I'll be honest with you, I because of the, the conditions of the field, uh, the crops growing, the winter, uh, I've not been coming out as, as often as I should have. Um, but there's an argument to say, you know, wait for the stones to grow and then harvest them like I am today in great number, rather than, you know, picking one or two off per day. Uh and you just must work at your own pace. Sometimes you're going to feel, hey, I want to be out there every day, two times a day, really making a dent in this thing. Sometimes you're going to say, hey, let's sit back. It's like a game of chess. Wait for the stones to make their move before you make your move. Get them complacent. Make them think, oh, he's gone. He died. That's great. We're, we're safe to come out of our burrows. And then, bang, a day like today, you you can really strike and make a difference. I mean, I don't know if anyone's keeping count. Anyone that's maybe set up an app that can count the stones uh, as I'm throwing them. I'm not interested in the numbers. I'm just interested in when there are no stones remaining. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think any one who's listened to all of the podcasts will say, hey, this is a good, which is make, getting a good haul today. Uh, and I think that's because, maybe because I haven't been out every day. The stones have found their way. They've been lulled into a sense of security that, to be fair, the things that have been around for so long, you'd think, you know, a week or so shouldn't be that big a deal to them, but they're idiots, a lot of these stones. Uh, what has a stone ever invented? Nothing. Has a stone ever said, I don't think, therefore I am a stone? No. It hasn't because it can't think, so it can't think that. And certainly it doesn't think it. And that's why we are better than stones. But conversely, stones are better than us because they are eternal. And they've been here since the Big Bang. Bang! Stones, that's what happened. You don't have to be a scientist to know that. Um, so no mixture of kicking and throwing today. The ground is... You know, it's not soft, but it's not, we don't have the grip of the cold, we just have the the, the chill of the cold. Uh, and I just found that maybe, that might be the, the most mass of a stone I've found today. Again, not huge. I mean, that's the size of three quarters of an apple, if you're working by the apple scale. Uh, and that's of a regular apple, not a small apple, or a really big apple, some sort of medium-sized apple. Uh, Wolfie we'll trying to get hold of another stone I've just kicked out of the way. And that goes on a nice little nest up in a sort of dingly dell. 
Uh, now, here we are at the corner where the wall is, where the other field is. A lot of controversy. I've had a lot of emails. Um, Simon Stone has been in touch to say he really feels I shouldn't be going in the, the next field. Um, um, Martha Grass also said the order doesn't want to exactly the same thing. Uh, but I think I should be going in the next field, and I think I've explained this enough. I don't have to keep explaining myself to you. Um, so I might just have a little pop across, a little transgression. And actually, I'm coming right around the edge of this field. I usually, I'm still in my own field, so don't panic. Simon Stone and Marcus Grass. Uh, you just keep your pants on. Uh, just this corner actually has quite a lot of stones, and usually I kind of cut across to pick up. It's littered with stones around here. Uh, actually, the wall looking not too bad, partly just because of these many stones that I've managed to find. And the other sort of this one just literally lying on the path. It's kind of crazy that no one's even just casually picking these up. Uh, they're such good stones. And, you know, like every stone in this part of the field is is as big. That's the biggest one yet. Just lying on top of the stone or the ground as if no one cares. And this is like the early days for me and the path walking across the field where there would just be hundreds of stones now. If there's not the big ones, there aren't so many of That's the, uh, where on my field. And, you know, I can... I almost can't walk away because you're leaving behind. But I've, I've picked up six or seven of these good medium-sized stones and they're going on top of the wall, perhaps from whence they once came up. And uh, we'll create a barrier that will stop transgressors, ironically. So I thought today I might not cut across the field, but do the long loop. This might make the podcast a little longer. I hope you're prepared for that. Um... And I really haven't been along this way for a long time, so it'll be interesting to see what we find, and hopefully we will still manage to come back into... Watch out the way, Wolfie. There's some stone clearing going on here. Come on. You should know that by now. Uh, some of the stones that I've thrown from the uh, middle of the field are just sort of littered here. I think I think there's, there's a good-sized one there that I'm sure I would have found at another point. So I think that must be one of mine, and here another. So just lying atop the soil. And another. So I think these are stones that I'm, you may remember me throwing from weeks ago that I never got a chance to come pick up because I've been concentrating on a different part of the field. Um, and I think hopefully this should give you an idea of the scope of what I'm doing because you'll go, oh wow, there's the whole that other bit that he's been cutting off. Yeah, there is. It's equally full of stones, if not more so. Um, and more dangers is by cutting you past the wreck as you come this way. There is a chance of being, a bigger chance of being seen uh, than on a foggy day like today. Not to continue my great escape analogy, but this is a great way of getting hundreds of stones out. I'm sorry, it was to continue my great escape analogy. Whilst the goons are unable to see you from their watchtowers. I'm just looking for, I've got four nice stones here. I'm just looking for a good place to deposit them. Um, of course, there aren't too many nests or cans along here because I've not been coming along here very much. Uh, so I might either have to create a new one or just wait till we see something that feels like the right place. And so again, a lot of this is just by instinct uh, that you have to work out where the stones will go. The stones will tell you, again, not literally, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that, 
people saying emailing in um, Brian Grass as well. He was called Brian Grass. Uh, he uh, he said, well, you know, my, the Stones aren't literally talking to me. And I said, how many times are you emailing back? He said, Brian, come on, mate. How many times do I have to tell you? They don't talk. They just they let you know in their own way. Um, some beauties here, actually. They're sort of already mainly off the field. Uh, but that was a cracker there. Look at that. I'll just put that a bit further off the field. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of interesting to come up here and be reminded of this particular part of the job. So, A, nice to see lots of stones. B, oh, shit, I've kind of forgotten that this was part of it. And uh, maybe 2021 is more realistic. Uh, and no, I don't know. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take, but it does give me something to live for. Oh, and a nice big one just being sucked into the field there like a toothless granny sucking up the final cock of her life, knowing it's her last one, going, I'm not going to let this go, but having nothing, no purchase to keep that cock in her mouth beyond suction. And that was very much what that, I mean, I was going to say remind you, but that's never happened to me. So I, you know, I imagined what that would be like. Um, if there are any toothless grannies out there who want to, just suck one more cock. Um, maybe get, just get in touch like the other, like uh, uh, Brian, sort of twig hanging off a tree. It's a, a hyphenated name. Uh, he he got in touch to say he, he likes stone clearing. But you know, if you like, uh, if you're a, a grandma who wants to suck one more cock and you have no teeth, you know, you could also email in for that. Uh, I mean, for example. You can email into herring gmail.com or whatever you want. And as you can tell from the many emails that I've, I've just seemingly remembered, uh, you know, lots of people are are emailing in and, and talking not many about their, their final cocksucking because, you know, it's not, that's the first time that's really come up in this podcast. I'm not saying the whole podcast has just been an elaborate way for me to request toothless old grannies to come and set their last cock and that cock being my cock and desperately trying to not let go but eventually I get it out because otherwise I'd have my cock stuck in the toothless mouth of a granny forever yeah, which isn't the worst thing that can happen to you um anyway sorry I got, I'm just slightly distracted away from the stone clearing there by that hypothetical for example situation yeah you can email me about anything as well that's what I'm saying. Not specific. Don't specifically email me about that unless you are um, a genuine toothless granny. And I'm not just in hearing people who just get their kicks by pretending to be toothless grannies, raising someone's hopes. So don't do that. But thanks for your emails. It's, it's I can't reply to them all. There's so many. But uh, we do look at all the ones we've got. Um, so here we are, we're just approaching the other, the corner of the field that we, you rarely see. Actually, weirdly, quite a barren place for stones. There's one there, sort of a good-sized one. I think that might be just, I'm kicking at it, but uh, yeah, that's one that's saying, not, not yet, Rich, not today. Come back another day. Rich, Rich, go away, come again another day. That's what that stone is saying. It's showing its bottom, or its top, which, you know, you don't know which way up the stones really feel they should be. Uh, and saying, yeah, sure, someday we should get together, but that day is not today. Uh, and I've, all this time, because I've been walking alongside the other field, there is another entrance to the other field here, 
Because I might just go and have, out of interest, stone clearing interest, just as an exercise, go and have a little look at what this part feels like. It does look like there used to be a wall, and there's a nice slide stone just on the path that I've kicked into touch. Let's just have a look and see if the, this field is as feckened everywhere or whether it's just that weird corner. And there, immediately on the path, there's a nice one there that can go on the what will be the new wall. I mean, certainly not as it's certainly not as uh, stony as the top of the field, though. But there are still, like it's the moon, just stones, big stones, just atop the soil. It makes me sick, really, that some stone clear out there is not even attempting his job. It's uh, it's sad. It's just sad. Um, now, there's a man-made fence along this side of the wall, which uh, the, the field, which does provide a place for you to know this is where my my wall can grow up. Um, I think as we go down, the stones become more, there's a bit larger proliferation of stone. I'm just trying to remember, it has been several months, I think, since I've even really come down this way. Uh, so here we go, just uh, stepping out a little way into the ocean. I found a couple of, yeah, I mean, there is, it's, it's there's me criticising whoever's in the next field. Hey, look, this, that patch of the field might just be the bit that they rarely go down because there's some nice stones here. It's not just lying on top of the ground there, not massive ones. I have been down here, you know, I've done my duty and I've been all the way around the field to everywhere that's possible to get to uh, surreptitiously. And uh, so, you know, I'd, 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 maybe I shouldn't be trying to defend the guy from the next field. All women, uh, you know, it is an equal opportunities. Uh, job this women are actually more welcome than men just because the men who do it like to see naked women but you know maybe the women like to see naked men if you thought about that it's not like women don't like having sex because that otherwise there'd be no babies would there so think about it you're an idiot for thinking the prejudice way you're thinking at home yeah i'm talking to you you know you know who you are and the person i'm talking to is a woman that's the irony there this yeah, you assumed it was a man, and that's why you're sexist. So it was a woman, because women can be sexist as well as men. Oh, so just doing a bit of kicking there, just to get a stone. It was sort of off the field, but not right by the fence. And I think just using this fence as a as a guide is just a nice, you know, it's a nice way that stone crews have to get out of my face, stupid dog. I'm not playing; I'm working here. It's nice that. Stone crews have always adapted, and when, before man came along really in numbers, I mean, they were men within themselves, before human humankind came along in big numbers, the Homo erectus, don't laugh at that, that's what they were called, just meant they stood up, not like that. Um, please, this is a history lesson, it's your own time you're wasting by the saving and stuff like that. Um, he was stone throwing, and then... Man came along and built a, a wall made out of stones from the field, and the stone clearing that Homo erectus bloke went, Oh, I could use that. I'll use that wall as a place to put my stones, and then that became a proper wall. I mean, it was already a wall. It's not a good example, really, because, you know, they've got a wall, but, you know, there's a fence here, is what I'm saying, and we can use that to help us. And yeah, not as, uh, not as many stones as I remembered, I have to say, down here, but they are, oh, I spoke too soon. Just come across an amazing patch. Uh, just checking there's no one watching me. 
amazing patch. I mean, I'll have to return to this one. There's too many stones here for one man to clear in a day. I'm just going to have one more. Just There seems to be no one around. Maybe the fog is... They, they are superstitious, the villagers here, and very afraid, and maybe the idea of venturing into a foggy field with magic trees and weirdly self-growing piles of stones is too scary for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is the point. This is the way I remember this part of the field. Just chock-a-block with blocks of stone. Um, and a uh, few of them just near the edge of the shore. Oh, excuse me, it's birthday. It's my... I don't know, I'm for breakfast. Ooh! Always important to um, eat well before you come out stone clearing. It is, uh, that's it, you know, I've, oh, oh, don't tell me I lost my statistics on my walk. That would be terrible. And I think it's still going. Oh, has it stopped itself now? Happening over three hours, 22 minutes, have I? Oh, it stopped itself. That's a disaster. So, uh, I don't know how many calories I burnt up because my watch didn't stop working. Uh, it must be some, some good many. I'd have to have to work out how long I've been walking from listening to the podcast. Um, so coming down to the bottom corner of this part of the field, remember it's not a square or a rectangle, it's like an L-shaped, so we're coming, if this is an L and we're looking at the L, I suppose as the starting point, the top part of the bottom part of the L, we are now at the top part of the, on the, right-hand side of the L, if that helps you visualise where we are. There's some houses here, a big window right overlooking the field, which is, again, obviously a terrible thing for me, because I have no idea if someone's just watching me. They're doing some decorating in there. I mean, not this second, but um, there's a ladder and newspaper and stuff up, so probably safe for the moment. But when children are in there, they'll go, Mummy, Mummy, I saw a strange man clearing stones from the field. And they'll go, don't be silly, that's just a legend. And they'll go, are you sure I saw him? I saw Father Stone. No, you didn't. But if good kids are out there, of course, Father Stone will reward them on Stone Day with a stone in there, just in their bed. And there's nothing creepy about it. It's unfortunately in because of some stuff that's happened in the modern world, it seems weird for a man to creep into a child's bed and place a stone inside its bed. But it's not, it's magical. Um, and I don't need to tell you when stone day is. You're obviously eagerly anticipating that yourself. So here's um, not, not a bad little cairn, actually, given how little I come to this part of the field, just at the foot again of one of the markers for walks. Um, that's the other end of the long diagonal. If you literally come past the, which I have, do we have done once or twice, I think, come past the central lamppost and carry straight on, that's where the path takes you to down here. So if you're creating a visual mind map of the field uh, and timing it in your brain and working out how big the field is, that's where we are now. The other end, if we just walked across the field, taking the diagonal, it turning it into a triangle, um, that's, that's where that path would have led us. Um, so... Yeah, it's again, this is a sort of weird part of the field where a few little pebbly stones, which I haven't really been bothering with, otherwise they are sort of around the edge here. Oh, there's quite a nice one there. 
let's have a look at this baby. Yeah, you know, that's that's okay. They're okay sizes, but they're not. I mean, they're nothing to write home about. They still need to be taken off the field. Uh, weird how few people there are around today. Slightly scary. Maybe they know something. I don't know. Um, well, I can hear a little yapping dog, so maybe my reverie is about to be ended. Um, just throwing the rocks into quite a woody area. You can get through the twigs and the branches being hit. Uh, no real purpose to those that have been throwing there, and that's fine. Remember, you don't have to build a wall, or you can let the wall be built randomly by nature. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you are observant, you will find, even in these areas where you think there's nothing here, you look around, you go, oh, look, there's four stones, which I'm going to probably carry down to the, the camp at the end of the other path, just near, of course, where the throwing throwing stick a throwing pole maybe get a couple of extra stones to chuck at that yeah, there's some nice ones nice little ones here uh, certainly not insignificant I have a hand, one handful of four stones and another hand with three and there's room for another one or two to be picked up if I want to but you know or we can just come back I mean the stones in this part of the field must be the most complacent stones ever because they haven't been cleared for months they must have thought, ah, oh, he's given in or he's dead. Thank God we can live our lives again. And then bang, here I am, swooping up. Uh, and I now sort of have good five stones in my right hand, which are going on the, you know, admittedly not really growing can at the end of the other part from the, from the telegraph pole. And we're apart. I've got now, I've got four stones to throw towards the throwing pole. Remember, you do have to cheer if I hit the pole. Uh, especially if I hit it first time. That's uh, always exciting. Someone's put a bit of tape around it today. Maybe, it's just, maybe somehow this stone, this pole is getting fractured in some way. Or oh, miss with Actually, I hit a different pole. Don't cheer that. I hit a fence post there, which was right next to the actual pole. Oh, just missed. That went out of the field. That's always bad. Oh, just missed. Last go. Damn it. Bang. Phew. Four stones was enough, my friend. Four stones for a little Richie stone thrower herring. That's all he needed. Uh, and celebration just picking up a couple of tiddlers from the path. Uh, always place them in a corner there where there are a few little tiddlers. I wouldn't even call that a nest. And here we are approaching the main can, which has been, you know, again, I would say not really been tended to by me. Um, though when I did pass here the other day, came up here for a night walk, so I have not been completely absolving my duties. Uh, it did look bigger than I remembered, so whether it's growing itself, I think there might be a sort of magnetism to, if you get enough stones together, I think that maybe they become a stone magnet that can actually draw in stones at night when no one's looking. Um, I don't think there's a scientist that could disprove that was happening. Um... And the evidence is there, because how else are these cairns becoming bigger? And why are the ones that I'm putting lots of stones on not getting bigger? Is it because the big one is drawing in the stones magically at night, flying? And maybe that's where the story of fairies came from. Maybe fairies are just stones. A couple of little, those little stones are picked up, tiddlers that have gone on the, just another nest along this route. 
This is one of some nice uh, furry dog poo there. People are fans of that. I haven't seen too much of that recently. Um, some magical phenomena of dew and cobwebs has created jackets for this poo. It's one of the most beautiful things that happens in nature. And that is why the poo can proliferate, because it is kept warm in these in these cold times. So here we are at the main cairn and yeah, like a few stones they have rolled down. They're lying at the front. I'll just do a bit of housekeeping. Move those along a little bit. Still that there's still a bit of bag of dog poo that is not gonna decompose for a long time. Just behind my wall. And I'm just venturing out a little way into the field to see if I can pick up a couple of nice stones. There's a tiny one here. Well not tiny but not big I'm gonna throw from a distance. I mean yeah, it's looking good there, isn't it, Wolves? Uh, that one bounced onto, nicely onto the, the can, again, in a way that felt magnetic. Now, you might say, Rich, come on, stones aren't magnetic, but what are magnets? They're just stones. When you have a magnet, what is that? It's just a stone, isn't it? essentially, a bit of metal or something, the same thing. I don't know what it is, but you would get, if someone said, oh, this, this stone can attract metal towards it, you go, Rich, you're insane, that can't happen. And then... It was proven by science, and Ian Magnet was proven correct, wasn't he? So, I can't call myself Ian Stone, because there's a comedian called Ian Stone, that'd be confusing. Maybe he invented the stone, we'll have to ask him about that. Maybe get him on my other podcast to ask him about whether he's the... I don't think he could be, I think stones were around before him. But, uh, you know, what I'm saying is keep an open mind, because... You don't know how things happen. Don't accept the, don't accept science and history and experts. Just trust what you think might have happened. And I think that might have happened. So I picked up some nice stones here. Just to add, just I feel I've been neglecting my main cairn. But to be honest, it looks so beautiful from here. I'm only 20 metres away, maybe. It's looking incredible. Um... Either it's a big magnet for stones or someone else is helping out or I've just forgot. I'm coming up here at night and doing it. I don't know in my sleep. But it looks bigger than I remember. And, you know, it's a lighthouse, I suppose, to the farmer. If he was worried about stones being taken from his field or her field, don't be sexist again, you're assuming. Um, then surely they've spotted this by now and at the very worst could just throw the stones back onto the field if they... Uh, Attractively, a few stones, kind of some nice big ones have rolled down behind there, which would make nice additions to the wall, but uh, they're, they're in the bushes, they're mainly inaccessible. And that's, I, you, I think you have to respect largely the choice of the stones. Not all the time. There are no rules to stone clearing. Rule one is, in fact, there are no rules to stone clearing. But one of the rules has to be that most of the time you shouldn't alter a stone when it has been cleared. Let it rest where it wants to be unless it feels inelegant and then you're allowed to move it a bit like if it's just rolled down at the front. Uh, so that's, a, that's a hard and fast rule. If someone could write down all these rules for me and just email them to me, that would be very helpful because I can't be, I'm not listening back to all of this. Uh, so I kept the bigger stone as I tend to do and put that on the can a little way down the hill just in the hope that just because there isn't much down here to grow that particular part of the wall, uh, or at least we've, I think we've got out most of the big stones, but who knows what's out there, I'm looking into the distance, the sun shining through the mist, who knows what wonders are waiting for me out there in the main field, that I think especially once this 
filled with plough. Excuse me, it's an omelette in my head. Um, once it's filled with plough, and is lying. Well, you know, my dream is that this field will shortly be left fallow. I can cross it um, without the wonders that are waiting there. But you know, the thing is, they're there waiting, and you don't have to be impatient. Be patient, don't be complacent. That's the stones themselves are just waiting. They know one day some monkey ancestor will come and pick them up with their hands. They're waiting a long time for us to just evolve hands. That's how patient the stones are. You know, the hooves could kick a few stones around, but in a haphazard way, imagine when the first hand appeared, how the stones must have felt. Excited, I think. Scared, maybe worried for the future you know i'm not there is a sort of confusion here over what they're just throwing them that's into the ditch they don't worry nothing bad can happen in the world today that one's going in the ditch um you know sometimes i feel like the stones are my enemy and need to be cleared like at the beginning but see a walk around the field has calmed me hasn't it i remember how angry i was at the start of this podcast about the impossibility of my job and now look at me just a short walk around the field talking for 45 minutes about stones has made me Accept my role in this world, my place in the status of humanity, my place as a stone clearer. Some people might look down on that and think I'm beneath them, but I look at them and think I am standing atop a pile of stones, and I am actually better than you will ever be, for I know the meaning of this life. Not about material things, I've got loads of those in my house, it's great. Um, It's about some stones um, and that's it I think maybe if, even if he didn't collect stones I mean it'd be crazy to walk just walk around the field uh, Wolfie um, but you know maybe if you haven't got stones in your field or just you haven't even got a field maybe just if you're feeling unhappy with your life just walk somewhere talk to yourself pretend you're on the phone it's confusing I've got these little earbuds if anyone sees me I just think I'm talking to myself but I'm not obviously um, but I could be talking on the phone they can't see that, but, you know, I don't think we'll put that out. Remember the first time we saw someone talking on the phone with their headphones and thought they were crazy? It was good, didn't it? What was that about? Oh, it was because they were having headphones. Um, but I hope you've got the bigger message there, from what I'm saying. Started out angry, started out frustrated, walked for a long time, picking up stones, feel at one with the earth, with the planet. I looked at nature, I looked at the trees, I looked at the stones, I've picked up some dog poo, I was just in this... Uh, Bag here, mustn't forget that. And uh, yeah, I feel good. And you know, I think that's it. And like I maybe was taking stone clearing a little for granted. I was doing it every day. And now I've taken some time off and done it just once every now and again. I think I want to do it every day, which is you know not really learning the lesson that has taught me that you know that when you don't do it every day, you you realise how great it is. So there's someone in the car, I guess I've got to be a little bit quiet. Water's looking at me. Come on, girl. <laughs> Out there, how you doing? Come on, you. Very friendly, the people. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're second, they're not second, feckless. I'm, I'm second, really. There's loads of kids here. Uh, they're stupid, they're simple. But they're lovely people, that's, and I, you know, I'm proud to be the best person in this village as a result of their 
intrinsic friendliness and stupidity. Um, so I think we've all learned some lessons today. I think it's been a good one. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know a lot of you are clamoring for this podcast, but remember, I did two in a week, didn't I? So last week's one was done a bit early because of the snow. So, you know, relax. And if a stone clearing podcast doesn't happen, because maybe I'm on holiday or something, just do some stone clearing. That's what you have to do. Right, I'm coming back into the house now. I don't know if anyone's in the kitchen. I don't know. We're all right. So thanks for uh, listening. I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast. Shame my uh, watch popped in. Um, but that's... Yeah, I think we've proven that material things are not that important. And that's, again, probably the lesson of this, which have stone stopped the watch working. Let us know. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Photone Clearing with Richard Herring. It's Photone Clearing Podcast. Made by me. Richard Herring. Bye. Right, Wolfie, breakfast. Come here. Breakfast time. Come on, darling. Come on, sweetie. Good girl. No. with Richard Herring featured me Richard Herring and Wolfie the dog also the woman walking the dog in the pathway remember her and also the woman who said hello at the car she was nice I'm sorry about the rude things I said it's the character of Richard Herring the music is by Mike Cosgrave thank you to the voice of the Fatones Michael Faheen bye